Hello, listeners. It's time for Queery. Queery, in case you haven't tuned in before, on every other Monday night at 6 p.m. and every other Sunday at noon, is a love note from two of us queers to all the other queers and everyone else in our community and beyond. This is a show where we get curious about all sorts of topics, LGBTQ plus intersectionality and whatever else we can come up with. Uh, we're very happy to be here um, recording and broadcasting on Sinaiq's territory mm-hmm. as uninvited guests. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing a new year, uh, 2021 query style. It's been a while, mm-hmm. we missed you. I'm here, uh, my name's Axel, if you don't know me. Uh, and I'm here with Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the new year. I hope it's been treating you well so far and you've gotten to play in the snow a little bit. Yeah, it's been really icy. I've been trying to go for walks every day, but I'm really grateful that I have my little little crampon ice grabbers because otherwise I'd be slipping and sliding. Yes, it's very icy, especially down by the lake. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it's been a while since we had a query episode um, because we had a little winter break and we're only here every other week. So um, it's been it's been like a month since we uh, since we got to meet. And Mm. in that month, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Yeah. Even in this week. Yeah. This week has been apocalyptic (laughs) to say the least yes the the pandemic continues and uh yeah white supremacists are doing what they do yeah like storming the capitol building in the united states it really feels like the prequel to the hunger games or something Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know anyway um on other note on another note um for this week's episode we just wanted to have a little moment to think about the turning of the year uh at least in the gregorian calendar Mm -hmm. and reflect back and kind of do like a little queer year in review (laughs) and uh yeah so we can kind of move forward and and keep doing what we do sounds good um maybe we'll start with a song that sounds great um how about prosecco by rachel maria cox just to pop some bubbly on our episode Mmm, bubbly Welcome back, everyone. That was Prosecco by Rachel Maria Cox, and you're listening to Query. And this week's episode is all about kind of reflecting and and thinking about time and how we move in cycles. And uh, 
I don't know how many of you listeners were up on this back in December, but uh, there was a astrological event that mm. uh, happened. Um, also, an astronomical event uh, for the for the astronomers out there as well. It's a place in the Venn diagram where there's some overlap, um, where the planets Saturn and Jupiter met up in the sky. Um, and that was apparently visible. I didn't actually see it, but I think it was like visible in the sky, um, around sunset Mm -hmm. with these two really bright looking stars, but they're not stars, they're planets. Anyway, um, this transit or occurrence like in, in the sky only happens every 20 years. And in astrology, it's supposed to kind of be an era defining, um, event and so it happened in the sign of Aquarius and I'm just giving you a whole bunch of information but essentially um astrology is kind of the study of time and the study of cycles and how you know things kind of come around where we're orbiting around the sun the moon is orbiting around the earth and all these planets are kind of in play and and moving in this like orbital path and that every time we come around uh we're still you know doing the same orbit but things are always changing and and there's always shifts and um so you know the arrangement of the planets in the sky is never the same twice I mean maybe like scientifically at some point that happens and it's the same again but I don't really know um about that theoretically and um so this cycle that started and this conjunction happened on the 21st of December I yeah. think yeah um, it was it was on solstice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it kind of just opens up this new cycle Um, And also a larger like 200 year cycle where Saturn and Jupiter will meet in air signs. So um, Aquarius is an air sign. And anyway, so just wanted to bring that into the mix to kind of talk about all the ways of like working with time and and noticing time. And um, yeah, I, I personally really love kind of the feeling of a new year and I I recognize that in some ways it's kind of arbitrary um to at least January 1st as like a new year um is sort of just like random I don't actually know the history of of the Gregorian calendar that much Mm -hmm. that like you know Julius Caesar had some things to do about July I don't know something like that Mm, interesting um and August is like Augustus something. Anyway, some some, some <laughs> Roman stuff happened in there. But um, yeah, I mean, I really appreciate the time to just have a moment to think about the last cycle of our little journey around the sun and think about what's gone on in the last 12 months and um, what I've learned and what I'm kind of hoping to focus on for the next little trip around the sun Mm -hmm. and um yeah do you ever set uh, like resolutions or intentions at this time of year Stephanie um I mean I I have in the past I think I think 2020 is kind of 
um, shifted my perception of what is attainable in a resolution, uh, <laughs> in a new, in, in a year's resolution. Like I, um, you know, I was talking with a partner the other day and, uh, they were saying like, could you imagine this, this time last year that we'd be driving down Baker street and everybody would be all masked up and, and everything. And so I think that if anything, 2020 has, uh, taught me like to just be flexible and, um, and that my new year's resolution should be to be present and in the moment and to not take any days for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a big one in a way. I feel like there's been, yeah, no choice, but to be in the moment because for a lot of the year, we didn't know what was coming next and, you know, how long this situation with the pandemic would be impacting us. Um, I mean, I think obviously it's, it's, it's going to impact us forever. Um, but yeah, it's hard to kind of plan into yeah. the future at this point. Yeah, definitely. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, How about you? You got any resolutions, Axel? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So this morning I like sat down and did some journaling about things that I learned in 2020 because I kind of wanted to um, just honor that and like honor growth. Um, And I think there was a lot of things that came up, um, including like, yeah, the future being this weird intangible thing and like trying to um, practice being present because the future is not ever really guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Um, So that piece and um, yeah, I mean, I learned so much about like our nervous systems and like how people orient to safety and danger all the time and how mm-hmm. we're kind of just on a, on a like unconscious level, always in that place of like our bodies picking up on really sensitive cues to find out if we're safe or not and how to kind of support yourself in connecting and, and in having safety in your life so that you can Mm -hmm. be well and I think that relates to another thing that I like was trying out in the in the latter part of the year around like lowering my expectations for myself Mm -hmm. um which I think I heard a little bit in like your reflection on 2020 of just being like you know um we're surviving a global pandemic so that takes a lot of energy and um yeah like I was taking a a social work course in the fall semester and um one thing that like I made it an agreement with myself that I was going to aim to get a B on assignments um because usually when I'm in school I'm like quite intense about giving it everything that I've got and Mm -hmm. um I really was just like you know, I'm working, I'm taking this course. I'm like, I have other things going on in my life and relationships that I want to prioritize. So I'm just going to give 70%. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's going to be okay. 
so yeah, kind of like learning to let go of my perfectionistic tendencies. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard this quote the other day and I can't remember where it was from, but it was like, perfectionism is a commitment to never being satisfied. Mm. And I was like, dang, (laughs) yeah. What is it to be satisfied? Like when is something good enough? And just like, yeah, being able to let go of that. Yeah. Letting go. That's, that's a tough one for me. Yeah, I think it's tough for a lot of us. I know that that's something I've been learning a bit about, especially as a parent, as a single parent, like um, realizing that it's okay to like go to bed and leave my kitchen dirty sometimes and just like do take care of myself and not, you know, I don't like waking up to a dirty kitchen, but if it means that I get extra sleep, sometimes that's the right trade-off and just like letting go of, I don't know, not getting work done and hanging out with my kiddo instead. Um, Those are all, I don't know. I, I, I think it goes back to the being present part too, where it's like, I'm so blessed. I have everything that I need. I have abundance in my life. I have food in my fridge and a house, you know, that keeps me warm and um, and like, and that that's, that's enough. Um, I wish that that was there for everybody. Um, this, this is my moment to plug UBI, please universal basic income. That would be <laughs> nice for everybody. Um, but yeah, like just being able to be with my kid and not worry about, um, what else I should be doing is something mm-hmm. that I think I've learned this year, but She's not going to be little forever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that 2020 definitely illustrated um, in these like, um, yeah, like being present and also um, the need for a lot of social change (laughs) in order for there to be justice in the world and yeah so much needs to happen in order for us to like reorient our our world um into a place that prioritizes care and like relationship and the land and all of these things Mm -hmm. and one thing that has stood out to me is how change happens in a way that is both like very slow and very incremental in in many ways and then can also happen in this like tsunami all at once kind of just yeah in the way that um yeah the world changed so drastically uh in in march and and continued to just shift and you know, people adapt. Um, and also it's hard, you know, um, that, yeah. And I also think about the kind of social changes, um, that have been pushed for through the movement for black lives and, um, the various like black lives matter, um, 
rallies and actions that took place last year and the shifts that came from that being, you know, cities um, looking at their, their policing budgets and, you know, kind of starting the process of looking at what would it be like to um, defund the police and um, mm. all those kind of things. And I think it can be easy to look at that and be like, wow, like all this happened so suddenly, you know, mm. there was all these rallies and, and then all of a sudden, like it's, it's impacting the governments and they're making decisions. And then what kind of gets erased is all of the years of activism that mm -hmm. have happened, you know, since, um, since even like times of slavery in North America um, that have been pushing for these same things um, yes. and that it's all kind of part of that process um, of, yeah, the like broader landscape of change um mm -hmm. and yet there's these moments where it feels like there's a breakthrough and like a lot of things become possible in a very short period of time and uh yeah I don't know I'm just kind of like I've been sitting with that and sitting with change on like a societal or global scale like we've witnessed like you know, just with all of the the pandemic changes of like global travel ceasing and people like people's lives changing so radically um, to, yeah, the social changes and and then all the way to like, you know, personal change and um, the ways that people do or do not change their behavior and their relationships and the ways that they, um, yeah, think about the world um and I'm just fascinated um <laughs> on a lot of levels um but yeah that's definitely something that when I was reflecting and thinking about what I learned this year like change it kind of has a force of its own mm -hmm. yeah while you're talking about that I was thinking about how the change can go in so many directions right like how we've seen the, pan the pandemic highlighting inequality that has kind of been like trying to be been swept under the rug all of this time. And, um, and that could can be very positive because that is the first step towards making that change. Um, and then on the other hand, you know, looking at um, the division that's come from the pandemic and the misinformation and the conspiracy theories and how that's um, really brought people who, you know, um, that are probably suffering mental health issues, just like the rest of us with the pandemic and isolation and things like that and pushing them into um yeah, like extreme views and extreme action um, that is not beneficial to the community at large, to to humanity at large and stuff. So it is really interesting. Um, and it, the, the fact that the pandemic has been this catalyst 
brings me a lot of hope and I, my hope is, is for change, of course, because, um, that's, we, that's what we need in order to survive as, uh, as a race, as humans, right? We can't keep chugging along this way. And that's something else, I guess, that ha has concerned me about the pandemic is just that we've kind of, uh, here, there's been this immediate threat and it feels more immediate than um, ecological collapse, but that's still still happening. So mm -hmm. yeah, getting getting back to that and getting um, political leaders to make that the number one priority is really really important. Yeah, I had a similar kind of reflection to that. Like, okay, well if we can decide on a global level that a pandemic is a serious threat and we're going to put a lot of resources into responding to that, then it seems possible that maybe we could decide that, you know, climate catastrophe is a legitimate threat and that we should be focusing a lot of resources on ways of, um, yeah, not going down that road um, mm -hmm. and, and making a, a good old, pivot um so that we can yeah restore some balance in the way that humans impact this world and everyone and everything mm -hmm. living on it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah exactly i think it's similarly that um this year i've thought a lot about cognitive dissonance and how we when we're really in something for a long time and we have to think about it and it takes up so much of our conscious and unconscious um, emotional thought process and energy that there's a time that it's too much to ask of, a, of our brain and we start to um, like almost dissociate and have cognitive dissonance around, um, you know, if you take the pandemic, for example, like thinking, well, you know, maybe this will be okay if I do this thing, even though you know in your mind that it's risky when you look at it from a risk assessment point of view for exposure. And I feel like that um, for those of us who are awake to climate, um, the climate change, um, ecological destruction and stuff, that that cognitive dissonance also happens. Um, and that people that are listening right now, uh, it's probably happening to a lot of people right now, because it's a super uncomfortable topic um, for all of us, because it's our very lives that we're talking about, right? And um, yeah, so I, I, I want to um acknowledge and honor the fact that it's hard to hold all of those things at once and that I have a lot of hope for this coming year and, and subsequent years um that we will be able to push through that dissonance and be able to make change and yeah I think a lot of that looks like turning to 
um, indigenous knowledge about land practices and how to how to take care of the land and how to be stewards um, and how we're all connected. There's we're not yeah we're we're not uh, powerful beings that rule over the earth. We are part of her. So yeah. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's like, take a deep breath, everybody. <laughs> We're in it together. Um, let's have a little song break to let that settle. Um, this is a new touch by cave boy. And, uh, yeah, we're playing some, some 2020 faves from, uh, non-binary artists, uh, today. So this is a band, uh, based in Montreal called Cave Boy and, uh, hope you enjoy New Touch. Everybody's got a little secret, maybe I'll tell you mine. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Query on Kootenai Co-op Radio. That's at 93.5 in Nelson, 96.5 in Crawford Bay, 107.5 in New Denver, and 101.5 in Slocan and Castlegar. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, So we've been just diving off the deep end welcome to 2021 we're we're getting real we're reflecting on the way that change happens in the world and in our lives we're talking about the change that needs to happen in the future and uh now we're ready to reflect on 2021 in terms of our favorite queer media you mean 2020 my dear Oh gosh, I'm a year ahead. I'm just like traveling. <laughs> Reflecting on 2021. Wait. Yeah, let's reflect on all the things that have happened so far. There's already been a oh, lot. Gosh, there's already a lot. A week and a half in. Um, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's a lot. Um, no, we're 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 looking back at 2020 and the um, TV films and podcasts that we uh, that we enjoyed. So. Mm-hmm um yeah well what where where should we start um how about uh let's let's talk about disclosure did you watch disclosure i haven't seen it you haven't seen it okay tell me about it disclosure yeah disclosure was this really great documentary um it featured laverne cox and um a lot of other really great um trans actors and um it just kind of talked about like what it means to be trans in the media um what it means to be trans in like as a celebrity in the spotlight and um if you haven't seen it I really recommend it I think it's a good kind of intro um for folks who um maybe have questions about transness and um yeah, it's, it's really compelling and beautiful. And um, I like that it was not super sad, because I think a lot of, a lot of um, real and fictional trans stories um, are, are hard ones, right? Because it's, it's, um, it's not the easiest life to live. And um, this was 
quite upbeat and looked at things in a positive light. So I highly recommend Disclosure and it is on Netflix. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, mm -mm -mm -mm. Um, yeah, one of my favorite films, uh, which maybe is a little bit embarrassing, but it's fine. Um, is a movie called The Happiest Season, which was a, like, lesbian romantic comedy Christmas movie starring Kristen Stewart. Um, and I have had a crush on Kristen Stewart for, like, a long time. Um, I can't remember ever not having a crush on her. <laughs> um, so basically having this, like, romantic comedy with her come out was like a Christmas miracle to me. Um, and I'm not even that into Christmas, but I was just like, wow, I was blown away. And you know what, the movie, I'm gonna be honest, like it's it's a little disappointing in some ways, but it's also like hilarious and, um, and a lot of fun. And yeah, I think that the fact that we still have films that are like, ah, like, I'm in the closet and it's hard and I'm like the plot of the movie is that the like Kristen Stewart's girlfriend invites her to have to spend the holidays with her family but she's actually still in the closet um and she doesn't tell Kristen Stewart that and so it becomes oh my thing gosh that, like, she she's like on the way there and then they find out that um, she's not out to her parents and that she's told them that Kristen Stewart is her friend and it's just like anyway so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of bored of that like plot of but also it's very real I realize that, that it's it's a real a real thing and a lot of people can relate to that and also I'm like give me Kristen Stewart queer film where she's powerfully out and it's not necessarily about her being closeted um, right. That's what I want. Yes. Next Christmas, please. Next it. Christmas. Um, <laughs> or any. Merry any, Christmas any holiday, to Axel. You know, I would accept um, Halloween themed films. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like Valentine's Day, some like good queer women, cheesy Valentine's Day movie. Like I'll, I'll take it, you know? That sounds um, adorable. I would totally yeah. watch that. Yeah, I'll, I'll. I really, the bar is pretty low. So if I can, if I can take it, I'll get it. Sweet. I mean, get it. I'll take it. Anyway. So there you go. That was my, my fave to close out. Um, 2020. Christine. Great. Okay. The happiest season, everybody. That's, that's what that is. Um, <laughs> and then on not a, the greatest happiest note, but, um, I really enjoyed watching last year the death and life of Marsha P. Johnson um, because as I was preparing for Kootenai Pride 2020, I was watching a lot of uh, queer films and looking at older films. And uh, this came up, I think it was uh, released, um, put together and released last year um, again on Netflix and um, it gave me a better understanding of who Marsha Johnson was and how important she is um, for I mean especially for in the states 
um, but but also Canada because it all kind of happened in um, more or less the same time period. Um, just Pride and um, and how Pride was started um, by uh, Black trans women, and um, and that 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 we should remember that as we celebrate Pride wherever we are. Um, so yeah, highly recommended. Um, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, maybe we can move on to television. Um, another. Can I can I nerd out? Yes. Okay. All right, y'all. Here's here's a uh, a secret that's not so secret about me, especially if you've been in my car. But um, I am a Star Trek nerd. <laughs> And um, this year on Star Trek Discovery, which is the current uh, Star Trek series that is being released, um, we were excited in the past two seasons to have a cis gay male couple. Um, They're like super cute and um, uh, regular characters on the Discovery um, series. But this year in 20, or I guess last year, whatever, in 2020, um, Discovery um, introduced two new characters, um, one who is trans and one who is non-binary, and they're actually being played by a trans and a non-binary person. So imagine that, I am super stoked. And it makes my happy, queer, nerd heart feel full. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> I might even watch it, even though I don't really watch like sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's good. It's awesome. Representation is super important. So yeah. Uh huh. Um, one of my fave TV series that I watched last year was uh, Feel Good, which was like, I guess, written and produced by Mae Martin, who's a Canadian comedian. Um, but it was like a Netflix original series. And it's not like a comedy special. It is like a TV show, but it's also like May is playing herself. Um, and it's kind of about her experience with like addiction and um yeah different like different addictions and including like kind of codependence and and being like kind of trading one addiction for being like really obsessed with her relationship and um yeah there's definitely some like challenging aspects of the show um but overall it's like really funny and really like really I feel like illustrates um in this way um at least the way that for May um her addiction like impacted her life and relationships and how that struggle um yeah it, it just like shaped her and um some of the impacts in her life and um, yeah, I don't know. I always appreciate, um, you know, series and films and books and whatever that can kind of like let you in on an experience that is, mm. is different than your own. Um, Definitely. and to kind of, yeah, 
do that in a way that helps us understand each other better. I really appreciated that. And also it's just a funny show. Um, so that's feel good. Um, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. I've, I've now added it to my Netflix uh, list. And she's queer. So there's like queer lady relationships in the show. I'm into it. <laughs> you want to tell us about the book that you read last year, Axel? Oh, this is actually a book that I'm like um, currently reading. So it's kind of a cheat because... Um, because it's um, um, it was released in 2020, but I'm still um, listening to it. Um, but it's called The Subtweet and it's by Vivek Shreya. And it's a novel, but it's also on Spotify as like an audiobook. And the chapters are like about three minutes long. So you can kind of Ooh. like listen to a short little thing. Um, and yeah, it's kind of about like um, artists, artists, and like, um, yeah, kind of contemporary um, music scene politics. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, another world that is not my world, but yeah, interesting to learn about and is in such a like kind of accessible format just being available on Spotify and in like these little chunks. Definitely. So I'm definitely, I love listening to things. I love like listening to stuff. I've been like taking the bus a lot lately and mm-hmm. um, getting to have my like astrology podcasts and um, yeah, other stuff. Um, maybe we'll transition into talking about our favorite podcasts. Yeah. Um and uh, one of these podcast titles involves a swear. So we're just giving you a little content warning on that. We will be um, saying this title. <laughs> and, and with that, I will say the title now because, <laughs> I mean, that only makes sense. So I've been listening to a podcast called F***ing Cancelled. Um, and uh, this podcast is... Um, hosted by um, Clementine Morgan, who is a Canadian activist and um, uh, an amazing individual. Um, And yeah, they talk about some pretty interesting stuff because it's not just Clementine. There's uh, another person whose name escapes me at the moment, Um, but the two of them talk about um, like what we need in the world to move forward. Um, They talk about eco-socialism, which is like super interesting to me um, because I think that that might be the the most radical thing that we need to save the planet and save humanity. Um, And they talk about cancel culture um, and have really like changed the way that I think about cancel culture. And for those of us who don't know what that means, it's essentially like when somebody does something that we don't like, that online, um, those people like um, get canceled, they lose their job, they lose their, you know, book 
what am I trying to say? Publishing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just like, like basically their reputation is like completely destroyed and like they, all of the, you know, things that they have in their life are attempted to be taken away from them for totally saying a yeah. problematic thing or doing a problematic thing 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. And, and they just kind of talk about how um, our intentions behind canceling somebody are usually good because we want people to be accountable for um, making a mistake or, um, you know, not being a great person or whatever, but how it's actually counterproductive and it doesn't help. And yeah, it's just a really interesting podcast from um, some brilliant minds. Um I'm just going to continue, keep talking. So um, uh, another favorite podcast of mine is Gender Reveal. um, And uh, that's with Tuck Woodstock. Uh, They are a fantastic um, podcaster. And um, their tagline is like, we hope to to, uh, dive into what the heck gender even is. And um, it's just, it's always really good. They have you know, uh, this week in gender, and they look at what's kind of gone on, um, some interesting takes on things, and then just great interviews. And once in a while, gender 101 or 201 looks at um, what gender is and how it's a social construct. And it's very interesting. I love it. Um, And I'm just going to talk about one more that I didn't write down because it's my favorite podcast in the whole world. And it's called Ologies with Allie Ward. And um, I'm just going to give out a shout out to Allie because uh, she did a lot of growing in 2020. And um, the show is uh, Allie interviews people who are um, super geeks in their field of science. And then um, they talk about what kind of science that is. So like, could be, they talked about like, bats and they talk about bugs and moss and the stars and about um the apocalypse and about um crow funerals and um squids and all sorts of things uh but this year Allie did a um a two-part on um uh biology and gender and had an amazing um, ologist on uh, to talk about how our bodies like uh, our sex like our our physical bodies how it's not just chromosomes and hormones that make up our bodies and it was very interesting and ever since then um, Ali has been asking people their pronouns um, um, during interviews and I just think that Ali's a really amazing ally and uh, and I recommend everybody takes a look at ologies and I can guarantee you'll find something that you will love um, on there and probably become addicted like me nice learning learning fun learning learning, learning new things um, one of my favorite podcasts where I learn new things is called How to Survive the End of the World, um, which seems pertinent to all the things we've been discussing today. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is uh, hosted by um, Autumn Brown and Adrian Marie Brown, who are sisters and they are both queer and 
they just talk about, um, yeah, I think their tagline tagline is learning from apocalypse with grace and rigor. And they look at, you know, different, um, different topics, all from this uh, perspective of um, learning in order to shape change. Um, and they're inspired by Octavia Butler, um, who was a science fiction writer about how we're kind of creating the future and um, yeah, how to be a more active participant in that. Um, and they did a series in 2020 where they talked about like specific survival skills. Mm. Um, so one of my favorite episodes, um, they talked to these two like outdoor educators who have this business called Queer Nature, I think. And they, cool. they teach people like outdoor survival skills. Um, like, yeah, just how to survive in the wilderness and um, are specifically like into um, reconnecting queer and trans people with, uh, yeah, with, with survival skills um, and, you know, foraging and hunting and those kind of things. Um, oh, cool. That's just one example of one of their episodes, but um, yeah, really, really cool series. And my other favorite podcast of, uh, 2020 is Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us. Um, I mean, because of Brene Brown's like profile, she can interview like so many different people. Um, like really, she interviewed um, Barack Obama. Um, actually, I think that was on one of her other podcasts. She also interviewed Joe Biden. Um, mm. So she, I don't know, not just that like, you know, American presidential candidates or presidents are the most important people, but um what big names yeah she's 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 pretty she's got a lot of cred so um she gets those those big name people and has such a like beautiful interviewing style I find she's just Mm -hmm. so like kind and generous and curious and the way that she talks to people and like gets them to you know reveal their work and their um yeah, they're, they're, they're areas of expertise. I just find like so fun to listen to. And I always learn so much and um, yeah. And, and she's just, she's just an inspiration that Brene. So love it. Recommend. Um, and we're, we're getting on here. It's almost mm. time to wrap up our, our hour of reviewing and reflecting on 2020. Um mm been it's been a pleasure chatting with you yeah it's good uh, to be back with all of you yeah and uh another year of queer coming at (laughs) you oh and if we have a, a quick second i'll say um look out for updates for bent on art coming up in march of 2021 that we're oh, in yeah now, so what is bent on art for people that haven't uh, experienced the magic Ooh, uh bent on art is a queer and trans artist festival where we um we feature local queer and trans artists uh, who are connected to the kootenays and this year we're going to have an artist festival online a performance festival online 
and um, the theme will be queer and trans resilience. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm sure we will share more about that as, as it becomes, uh, as it comes up. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we'll send you off here with a song um, in honor of all the uh, thinking and chatting we did about cycles and the passing of time in this uh, last hour. This song is by an artist called Respectful Child and it's called Time. So we will be here in a couple weeks and we hope that you'll tune in then. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.